0: Charlene and Bob Steinkamp. The founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be.
1: welcome to Rejoice Pompano Bible Study. We're thrilled to have you, and here we are in the summer. And oh, we got so many new people tonight that are first-timers. I'm thrilled about that. And we're thrilled tonight, I'm going to say right now before anything else happens, happy Father's Day to all our male standards around the world and to all the ones who There's many countries that don't celebrate it, but we're going to just ask blessings upon you who are uh, fathers, and may you get to see your children more frequently. That's our prayer for all of you, and may you be able to see your children with your your wife. Uh, I believe the husband should be the head of the house, and we want you to be able to be the spiritual leader in God's perfect timing. So we're just going to pray that this is a month that God is really going to move on our men. And we prayed that for last month for Mother's Day. And I believe there's no greater gift that every man who is praying for their wife, that you're doing the greatest gift you can give your wife is the sacrifice of standing and not going on and moving on with your life, which is probably not God's perfect will, but that you're choosing to sacrifice your time and all the temptations of the world. You're putting the hedge protection around you and the blood of Jesus and the armor of God. And we're just believing for God to move quickly and suddenly in healing all marriages. We're just praying for all the long stands to stop and we just—we have so many new marriages are being restored on our Thursday and our Saturday testimonies. So we give God the praise and the glory. But we're just asking that everybody that is a father will have a blessed um, month of June. And I pray that you all get to see your children. And I know that's the bad part is that many of you um, are not able to see your children because they live out of the area. Or they've chosen to live with their mother and not um, listen to what is going on. or They've taken sides. Maybe let's put it that way would be a nice way of saying it. And uh, we want you to keep standing and praying and pray for that. uh, Knock down that Jericho wall of no communication. And just pray that God will just uh, raise up all of you men to be mighty men of God first to the Lord... And that he will strengthen you to be able to stand firm and to fight the fight for your marriage to be restored and rebuilt on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. So we're praying that for the men. And so because of that, because I'm honoring the men today. We did this last month in, c- in case you want to go to um, events uh, to Rejoice Pompany, you will hear it. Um, If you were not here, but Ephesians 6 is where I'm going to go to two scriptures tonight. Ephesians and Colossians, which are rather close together toward the end of the back of the Bible. And I'm just going to read two separate sections just briefly to you to get us started tonight so we know what we want to believe in, stand on, and talks about children, wives, and fathers so Ephesians, 1, Ephesians 6 is where I'm going to start with verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And that's my prayer for everyone that is listening to this, everyone that is here, that the fathers and the mothers that have the children will bring their children up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Pray for them to grow in the Lord. If they're little, start reading the Bible stories. And if they're older, do a short devotional. There's teen devotionals, there's tween devotionals, there's teen devotionals, there's young adult devotionals, there's every size you want. And give it to them and pray that the Holy Spirit will have them pick it up at some time they're having a difficult time. And the Lord will do the rest. You've just got to get it in their hands and then let the Holy Spirit deal with it. So we're uh, praying for the uh, fathers to grow in the Lord and will become mighty men of God. Well, the men can grow up and be mighty men of God, but then if we women are not ready to submit, then we have a problem too. So please, um, women, we got to read the word and we got to surrender our heart and life to the Lord and we have to surrender um, that our husbands it says in the Bible, God first, husband second, wife third, we're the helpmate. And that does not mean we're a doormat. It means that we're the helpmate and we're, we make into one flesh. So that's a really awesome neat. So let's go to the Ephesians just a few pages over in my Bible in Colossians chapter 3, 18 to 21. Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will be discouraged. So let's open up with prayer. Lord, I just give you all the praise. I give you all the glory for all the people you have brought in tonight and we just give you all the glory and honor and praise. We thank you for the recording. And we just ask that you will bless everyone that will be tuning in later. And we just ask that you would bless them abundantly, giving them hope and encouragement. We ask that you will uh, bless and touch all our standards and, and the spouses and all the prodigal husbands. And may you turn their hearts, of, their heart and hearts to a heart of flesh. Lord, we need miracles of marriage restoration. And we're praying for both spouses to forgive each other of the past and strive to reignite, rekindle their romance, their Eros love and agape love into their hearts and that they will choose to rebuild their marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. We ask that you would forgive them Both of you would forgive each other of words and actions that we have said, and we ask that you would pray that you erase every argument, every fighting that we've ever done in our children's hearts and lives and memory. I pray when they get to be older adults, I pray that you would erase it. I pray you erase it as they're a teenager, and they won't remember all the bad. They only remember the good, and that brings glory and honor to you. Lord, I pray you will remove and cleanse each and every prodigal's heart from all of their um, impurities, from all their iniquities, from, um, and destroy every idol that is in their heart that's not supposed to be there. And I ask that you would cleanse them from any and all impurities and remove all the sinful lifestyle that they've opened their heart and life to. Cleanse them from any and all impurities and give them a pure heart as you touch David in Psalm 51, we pray you would give each of us, husbands and wife, a pure heart. Touch our children, that they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and they have a pure heart. Lord, we want a family that are going to be going to church together and praising the Lord. And right now, we've got children that are rebelling at home and we've got um, moms and dads that are not seeing each other, even living close to each other. And so, Lord, we are asking you to resurrect and restore and rebuild these marriages. We're asking that you would do all that needs to be done. We pray you will knock the Jericho wall of no communication. I pray you would remove that anger, bitterness, hatred, and all that unforgiveness. I pray you would remove it out of both of your hearts the husbands, and the wives. I know there are men and women that are going to court and they're losing everything. And I pray you would touch them and give them faith, hope, and trust that you are holding them and you're going to be Jehovah-Jireh to them. And you are going to meet all of their needs. And Lord, we pray that the husbands will provide for their wives and we pray that, that we will block and stop these divorces. We pray that they will go into separation and go to counseling and rebuild their marriage. And Lord, we know nothing, nothing is too hard. So Lord, I bless tonight and I pray blessings upon every standard that's here and every prodigal that tuned in just to find out. I pray that you know that we love you and we care about you and we pray that you will strive to turn your marriage around as soon as you hear all this, that you know that you can the Lord can rebuild your marriage easily, quickly, in so many different ways if we humble ourselves and surrender our hearts and lives to you. So, Lord, we surrender everything to you tonight. We pray you will bless tonight, and we're going to praise you now. And we give you all the praise and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we're going to stand up, and we're going to sing two songs that uh, we've chosen. And one, this is amazing grace. And that's special. And listen to the words. The words are the reason that we picked these songs, not by a tune. And then, whom shall I fear? And you know what? Some of you are walking in fear of what's going to happen and fear of this or fear of that. You know what? We have to get rid of that fear and we have to trust in the Lord. And uh, the, in 2 Timothy 1.7, that's the scripture for you tonight, because he says he will give us love, power, and a sound mind. But 2 Timothy 1.7 is for anybody that's walking in fear and having a lot of trials and tribulations right now. So um, we're going to do that, and we're excited about you all being here. Let's praise the Lord, and let's sing this amazing grace.
2: the king of all the kings. This is amazing, crazy This is unfailing.
3: Praise the Lord. Awesome. Awesome songs. Awesome worship. Thank you all so much for choosing to come tonight and worship with us and study the Word of God with us. We are blessed. Amen. We are all blessed. Thank you, God, for bringing us all here safe tonight with the weather, too. My name is Deanne. Um, I've been around for about four and a half years with Rejoice, and uh, now I'm one of Charlene's prayer partners. So I may have prayed with some of you on the phone, uh, which is an awesome, awesome privilege. Um, to do that, to be in agreement with you. So we would first, Lori's not here, as you can see. She's in a meeting right now, so she'll be here a little bit later. So we would like to welcome the out-of-town guests. If you are from out-of-town, just wave at me. We'd like to find out where, oh my goodness. Okay, let's start here. Just, uh, where are you from? Um, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, yeah, Ritzy. Yeah. Rissy just joined and she purchased her ticket to come first meeting. Welcome, welcome. Who else is from out of town? Where are you from? Melbourne, awesome, welcome. You came a couple, two, three hours. Okay, who else? Who else here? Oh, you're all from Melbourne. Oh, welcome, the Melbourne crowd. Awesome. (laughs) Glad to have you. Very good. Anyone else on this side from out of town? (laughs) <laughs> okay god bless you okay who else do we have on on the other side here okay you're uh, sarasota. sarasota that's right sarasota he comes a long long way to worship with us praise god praise god and who, who else where are you from ma'am north carolina. north carolina oh my goodness god bless you are you visiting other people here or you just came for the on meeting a on a business trip awesome wonderful who else is from out of town Anyone else? No more hands? Okay. God bless you. Thank you all for coming out of town. We hope you'll join us again if possible. It's always a blessing to come. Now, we'd like to celebrate our June birthdays and anniversaries. So uh, let's start on this side. Any June anniversaries? Um, stand up. Let me see where. Anniversary or birthday? Anniversary. June, 8th. June 8th. Okay. Happy anniversary. How many years? 15. 15? God bless you. Awesome. Okay, anyone else for June birthday, anniversary on this side, Elvira? June 9th, anniversary or birthday? Birthday, happy birthday. That's my sister's birthday too, God bless. Anyone else on this side for anniversary or birthday? Double, okay, awesome. Happy anniversary, happy birthday, very good. And how about this side, June celebrations? Go ahead. Anniversary. Anniversary. How many years? 42 years. Awesome. Oh, praise God. Yes, sir. i like to thank this because prayer, uh, because Praise God. All glory to God. All glory to God. Yes. Thank the Lord. Okay. Who else for birthday or anniversary? Birthday, happy birthday. Yes, ma'am. Birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Okay, one more. Not mine, but my husband started a class tonight. Okay. Yes. June 13th, happy birthday. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Did I miss anyone? Did I get all, get all the Junes? Okay, um, we would like to give you a little gift. So after the meeting, you're welcome to go to the back table for anniversary or birthday and choose one of the items. Um, they'll give you guidelines. The, our wonderful girls back here, they'll give you guidelines what you can choose as a
1: free gift. Okay? Well, we want to do testimonies, and I don't know if we have any tonight, but we always have one or two. Or if you don't have a testimony, if you would like to uh, share a rhema word, that God gave you a special rhema word this month, then if that was really special to you, that may be special for us uh, if you feel led to share it. But if anybody wants to stand up, we'd like to have two or three people come up at least, if you would like to come and stand on here so we can just flow through the testimonies. So you got to get up out of your chairs and you got to come all the way around to me. So does anybody want to share? Hi. Introduce your first name.
4: Oh, Miriam. Good evening, everybody. I'm trying to keep mine short. (laughs) I didn't come prepared, but I'm like, I got to give my testimony. Um, I've been coming for five years now. I live in Hollywood, so I've been coming um, for the five years on and off when I could with my four kids. And um, it's been... um, we'll be married 14 years but we've been separated seven years and we it was like this year I i mean I I always this has really this ministry is like a blessing because it's really kept me even though I would want to give up and I'd say I can't pray for him I don't know what to say anymore and I've wanted to give up and like this year it's been 7 years since we separated and i i know it's god like yeah. my husband came back um even though it was like the week before i was i don't know i'm like i know it wasn't god and i just was wanting to give up cuz but then i met people that have been standing longer and i thought my 7 years i'm like i i can keep believing in god and keep waiting i'm like I got to a point like January, there was another person that showed up at my door and a lot of stuff. And it, I guess it was to make me give up and say, okay, but it just turned around. And even though it was like, okay, divorce, but I was like, still something in my spirit. And I'm like, even my husband says it, like he don't, he, he couldn't, he always, God always told him like. You know who's your wife? That she's your wife, and mm-hmm. he just said he all these years like why we he couldn't divorce me, and I didn't. I wasn't. I I was the same way. I was like I believe we both were like okay. I believe God kept us mm-hmm. from divorcing each other because I feel I'm like really now I believe like when that day when you get married, He did make us one. And That's it, right us being one it's that that's what people would ask me why I still love him why I haven't divorced him and I'm like because I'm like because I still like connect I'm I can't and praise God he came and we renewed our vows in February and I don't know it's amazing it's amazing I I I've been uh, saved since I was young, and I've always said, I believe in God, and but uh, this right here has been so Explosion. hard, <laughs> and I, I really believe, like, God can do anything. Th- anything, it don't matter, like, there's days when I would be here, and I would get texts, and it'd be like, I'm like, where did, that? like, that come from? Like, I know... He's so faithful.
2: Amen.
4: And I Amen. believe, like, I believe, like, with everything that I have, he can do it. It doesn't matter if you're divorced, if they're, whatever, they're saying they're happy. It's, I know now, like, I used to there, be on that side where it's you thought, like, lie. but that's, it's not true. The devil, he's he wants to, like, destroy the families and the yeah. marriages, but, mm-hmm. and it's already been, like, I, I know, like, it's such a blessing, like, I felt all over again, like, we were, like, falling in love with each other again, and I was so happy, and we, we've we been to some marriage conferences that my husband, like, suggests, like, he finds them, wow. and him, oh, he wanted God. to come here, and we've, yeah, I'm like,
1: even put that on your prayer <laughs> even list,
4: even his responses, um, just praying, reading his responses, I'm like, that is, that's God, because just the way he responds, I'm like, only God can, he can change anybody, whatever, where you've, anything, and with him, I believe, I have, I'm like, okay, now I'm finally, like, 30-something years old, and I'm like, I I think my faith, I'm like, I really believe when I say I'm trusting in God, and I have faith in him, I am, Mm. I'm like, because he has, like, blown my mind, and you know, you think, like, it's not going to be you. It happened for that person. It's not happening for me. It's been this long. But it's time right on time, it. even Amen. though I felt like, I was like, oh, seven years. I'm like, Amen. it's time for me to let go. And and I'm like, right now it feels like, I'm like, God is amazing. I'm like, even though I was going to give up and I'm thinking, oh, it's been too long. Like I was just the devil. Yeah, teaching and it, but it's, it's, he's right on time. So. No matter what, don't give up and just keep praying because I believe
1: the God prayers, they do work. is able. Amen. And your husband yes. came here, he came and here. I got to meet him and everything. Now, we didn't share that night, but whenever I see a man come in, I go, hallelujah, you know. So, praise the Lord. I'm so glad you got to share tonight. Her husband's big, tall. Oh, it was awesome talking to him. Hi. Oh, God bless you. Your so first thing. I, I didn't
5: plan on doing this, um, but the Lord had other plans. Um, I learned about Rejoice Marriage Ministry 16 years ago. And, um, and I happened to work for a Christian organization. I had to give my um, devotional this morning. We all take turns. And I had planned on giving a de- devotional on a completely different topic, but when I went to church on Saturday... Um, the pastor was teaching on Ruth, and he asked if anyone had a redeemed, a story of redemption. And it hit me right here, and my husband and I looked at each other. <laughs> and so he says, you need to share it. So that, that day, that, that night, I woke up at like 3 in the morning thinking, I have to change my devotional. So I did a quick outline, and then the next day I woke up and I, I did it. I typed it up in about an hour and a half, two hours and so that happened to me by devotional at work today, and then now I'm here. So I have I have it written down. All it's right. not that long. All right. It's just hard to um, talk about a restored marriage, and like I don't go into detail, but it's hard to do it in a very short
1: yeah in a very time short period. Time, but yes, I promise it it's is. not long because my okay. devotional was
5: only ten minutes or so. <laughs> so. I'm just going to jump in right where I started talking about um, what the Lord did in our lives.
1: Um, What's your first name, Elda? My name is Edna. Edna, okay. Edna, Edna.
5: yeah. And I'm actually here because I came to support um, two of my girlfriends that are standing for their marriage. I can't so, think
1: of a better place to be yeah. them if they're praying for their marriages.
5: <laughs> so... Um, my story started 16 years ago when my marriage started to fall apart. Just like any, anyone else, it rocked my world. It sideswiped me like most I didn't see it coming. At that time, my son was four years old and I was a believer, but my walk was, wasn't a mature one. I believed, but in hindsight, my God at the time was my son, Nicholas, and my husband, Kim, in that order. I attempted all I could to fix my marriage, but to no avail. Kim didn't want reconciliation. He was done, and he wanted to move on. I really didn't know where to go from there. I really believed in the promises that I had made before God, and I had never conceived of divorcing. I knew that God hated divorce, and I was committed for the long haul, no matter what. I turned to his word, and I clung to him for dear life. Simultaneously, the Lord moved me into another position at work and planted, me, planted committed Christians around me. It's quite amazing as I think of it now. It's a big secular organization, not a Christian one. These women came alongside me and encouraged me to really seek God's word, so Mm -hmm. that's what I did. Through a series of scriptures, the Lord called me to stand in the gap for my marriage. Here are two of the scriptures. One is Romans 4, 20 Against all hope, Abraham believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he didn't waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. When I read that scripture, I, the only thing that I saw was, your marriage is as good as dead, but I'll bring life to it.
1: Amen.
5: And then there was Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. These two scriptures were my anchors in this journey that I stepped into by faith. I copied them and numerous others on index cards, taped them on my monitor at work. I stuck them on my bathroom mirror and I carried them around in my purse. I meditated on them all the time. Sometimes that was the only way to survive. You see, I entered into a great spiritual battle for my husband and for my family. It was no longer about my marriage, but about redeeming what the enemy was trying to steal. God loved my husband and he was more concerned with his salvation than our marriage. I began to learn that it was a battle that I could only fight in the spirit and my greatest weapon would be love. I experienced much opposition from those around me, including my family and even Christians, but the Lord was faithful and gave me a great gift, faith. I started to walk by faith, not by sight. I resisted the temptation to look at circumstances which were not good at the time. I didn't always do this. I mean, but I tried my best.
1: (laughs) It's a growing Yeah, I don't want you
5: guys to think that, you know, this was, you know, I had no issues, but... um, It's easier to say this now than it was. (laughs) The the human eye, to the human eye, there was no hope and no life left in my marriage. I did grow weary and doubtful at times, but I clung to other scriptures like, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of of, of what you do not see. He also used the story of Abraham and Isaac. When God tested Abraham's faith by asking him to sacrifice his son, I remember thinking And still do how outrageous the story was and thinking if God called Abraham to do something so scandalous to sacrifice his long-awaited son why wouldn't he call me to stand in the gap for my marriage I realized that this was not a big deal for God but that this was the road he chose for me and my family and like the story of Ruth none of it would go to waste Mm -hmm. and then there was rejoice marriage ministries which God used to arm me with knowledge I began to hear of other stories and listen to testimonies of restored marriages and I began to believe God and take him at his word. I prayed and fasted for my husband like nobody's business. He knew it and he did not like it at all. <laughs> he, would, he would beg me to stop praying for him. Kim and I ended up divorced. Obviously I didn't want this, but I didn't fight him either. My marriage was dead and in order for God to do something new, he had to destroy the old. Amen. I was able to accept it. To me, it was was just a piece of paper. Again, I fell back on his word, which says that God is not a liar, nor is his arm too short to save. My prayers continued, and I surrendered Kim to God and made a life with my son. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that I lived through some very dark days, but God's grace covered me. Nearly six and a half years into my stand, restoration was in sight as the story of the prodigal Kim came to his senses. It was... Easter weekend, actually Passover. And God's timing couldn't have been more perfect. He repented that day and told me that um, there was nothing that he could do to um, fix the past, but that he would prove it. And um, for the rest of his life, he'd prove it to me and make it up to me. Amen. Our little family went to, went to Easter service um, that Sunday. It was at the soccer stadium and it was surreal. Resurrection Day now marks the beginning of what God promised me through Isaiah 46 to forget the former things and not dwell on the past. Mm -hmm. See, I'm doing a new thing. We remarried eventually, and this year we celebrate 10 years of restoration.
1: Wow, praise the Lord.
5: We're not perfect, but what God did was, and His timing was perfect, just like um, the other. Um, woman that was up here said his timing is perfect it if God had told me it would take almost seven years I, w- I would have given up. I mean, there's you know, he, th- he doesn't do that for a reason. He's not gonna tell us Because <laughs> um, it's just it's overwhelming when you think of it that way But it, you know one year led into another year another year and you know um, <clears throat> where was I um? So anyway, I worked I wrote this you know with The audience at work in mind says um in a crowd this size there has to be someone that's going through difficult times obviously we're all here um you're here because you're having marital problems Uh, i'm not here to boast about anything i did but in the work that god did and continues to do he's amazingly faithful and he taught me along the way to love and forgive because without that i wouldn't be sharing the story today I give all the glory to him and I'm so thankful for the relationship that I have with him. He grew me up through this giant. The Lord became my provider, my sustainer, my husband, my healer, and so much more through this painful yet incredible journey toward redemption. I wouldn't trade it for anything. For me, the heart of redemption is God's sacrificial love and mercy and then there's faith and hope. Jesus, our example, demonstrated his love and forgiveness by dying for us. And it is through our faith in him and the hope that he provides that gives us the strength that we need to endure our circumstances. I don't know if anyone here today has given up all hope. I would encourage you to cry out to our Redeemer and to let him take you by the hand and lead you through it, or better yet, let him carry you. What he did for the Kumars, he can do for you. We serve a powerful God and nothing's impossible for him. He wants to prove that to you. And don't worry, just as, because I related this to the story of Ruth, just as Boaz took care of Naomi and Ruth, our king, kinsman redeemer Jesus Amen. will take care of you along the way as well.
1: Amen. So thank you. Oh, so yeah. I've oh, subscribed to your ministry
2: for a long time. I
1: didn't come to the meetings, but oh yeah. You know what? That is. She just said to me the same thing. I didn't come to your meetings, but I've been subscribed to Charlene Kears, yeah. and for years. Yeah. And these are the people that I'll never know until somebody comes in like this or until I meet the Lord and then he shows me all these different people because there's all these people that get these uh, daily devotionals and they don't have time to come up to the meeting. So this is just where we do the meeting so we can get it on the, on the website, so we can do conference calls and get them on the website and then God does the rest. You guys feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. They have to walk in faith and do it in with the Lord alone. And that's awesome. Because that's how I had to do it too. So and so God is good. And to see her after so many years, do you realize that 16 years ago? You never know who God is going to bring in at nighttime. And you guys are blessed because you got to hear she's been restored for Seven Ten years. Year? Ten years? Ten years. Ten years. Right, I thought so. Ten years. Is that amazing? God does heal, restore, and rebuild these marriages on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. If we will not give up, and if we will just believe in God's mighty power, that's it's, it's God. It's God. And we just can't quit. We've got to stop questioning Why and how long, and we've just got to believe. Does that make sense?
3: I'm just shaking my head because I have
5: two friends back there and we were just having this conversation.
1: Oh, is she your friend? Oh, you haven't got a chance. (laughs) She's going to speak every word I've spoken to her. And, uh, you know, this is just a thrill. I feel like this is one of my children I haven't known for (laughs) so long. And after so many years, you are a blessing. And now now all the Edna's and all the Jim's, if you haven't, if you got your marriage restored, come on, over and tell us about it. Because we just love you for that. And we are thrilled. Doesn't it, isn't it awesome when you hear about this? It's worth them coming, Right. So we're okay. Let's just keep bringing them in. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I'm so you glad you came. So glad you right. came. You have to put this on our website. I, <laughs> I got to share it with the other thousands of them. You know, they may not go to this. And thank you. You have thrilled my heart tonight. Oh, this is, this is testimony night. Okay. God bless you. What's your first name? E. Delvis.
6: Okay. My name is Edelvis. Um, God bless all of you and your families. Um, tonight was a little tricky. I've been coming f- since November. Okay. And every time there's a testimony time, I'm like, no, not now. Not now, <laughs> not now. But then God pressed on my heart, got to do it tonight. Everything that could have happened to stop me from coming happened. I know. And I'm like, oh, I'm late. And, you know, they're probably. As soon as I walk in, you're saying, all right, anybody has testimony? Pass up. And I'm like, okay, I don't even have time to sit. But. <laughs> but I'm doing it God because I'll be obedient. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's what exactly. You have to be obedient. God is so beautiful. So wonderful. I've been standing a year and a half. My husband and I were part of the, well, I'm still part of the praise team. My husband was the drummer for our praise team. And I thought he was the stronger one of the two because I saw how God worked in his life, and he came to know God much later in life when he was 24. I've grown up in the church since I'm about four or five years old. And I've seen how God worked in his life and how he would read the Bible. I I find notes every once in a while of him, of Bible studies that he's done or heard on the radio or on TV, his notes. And it hurts to see someone that was so close to God just veer. And you got to stay strong. Even if you've grown up in the church, you can't take advantage of your faith. I took, I, not advantage, um, get too comfortable. Amen. I got comfortable. Amen. I thought, Amen. you know, other people have problems, you know, the other marriages break up, but that will never happen to me. And my husband, the same thing. He hated to see when men would leave their wives of many years for no reason at all very angry that he would get when that would happen, but he did exactly the same thing that he would get angry about. But first of all, this is my verse, my go-to verse, the one that I always remember, and it's number 2319. God is not man that he should lie, nor is son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? That every time I feel like the devil wanting to knock me down, Amen. I remember that. We have a promise. And the devil wants to knock us down and break that promise. And every time I feel that I'm falling down or wanting to quit, I'm like, God, speak to me. And he speaks to me. And I was asking God, God, show me what you want me to say. Tell me what you want me to say. And this song was one of the songs that came across when I was really pleading with him. When I was broken, I was crying out that I didn't even know what to say. Do we know those days? (laughs) And I I asked the Holy Spirit, I remember the verse in the Bible that says, when we don't know what to say, the Holy Spirit intercedes with us with moaning. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need you to moan for me big time because I don't know what to say or do. And I had my song, because I always remember you say keep praise music on yes. all the time. Amen. And being part of the praise group, I know that God really touches your heart when you're praising. And this is actually a Spanish song. I translated it the best that I could. And it's called Sigue Orando, Keep Praying, by Nimsi Lopez. And I know someone needs to hear this. Amen. And someone needs to hear this because God pressed on my heart this song. I know that the waiting has been very difficult for you. I know you have moaned and cried out. I know it well. And at times you have wanted to give up. I know that also. Get up for all is not lost. You still have faith. Giving up is not the solution. Keep crying out because the God of the heavens has heard your prayer. He will respond and he will let you see the desire of your heart. You'll see, keep praying, keep crying out. Your blessing is descending. Keep praying for the doors you anxiously await to open will open, oh yes. Keep praying that God will clear the paths even in the middle of the enormous ocean. Don't dismay because that which confronts you shall pass. Keep praying even though your battle may be strong god will fight for you today you will see that god does not lie you will have your provision he will make you an overcomer in the middle of your trials keep
1: praying amen oh hallelujah thank you so much for sharing you were obedient to god be the glory amen. amen okay mario
7: Praise God. Um, <clears throat> testimony tonight, just um, about about three three or four months ago, I was at a real hit a real wall on my stand and just just really about to just give up. And then um, kind of had a, a fork in the road, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like telling me, "Well, well you try relying on yourself. Why don't you you uh, uh, get a prayer partner?" So I just reached out, and uh, God blessed me with a prayer partner. We just started <clears throat> we just started praying together. And then, like, amazing thing happened. It's like, like every day, the Holy Spirit will, 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 like, I can't explain it. It's like something will come alive. He'll give me something, uh, It's like, like alive to pray for my spouse. And it's like it's so many different angles. It's like way out, you know, pray for their careers. I mean, just the, the angles, the spins that the, you know, uh, to pray. It's like pinpoint exactly what, what's needed. The Lord's giving and, you wisdom. Yes. Pray. Uh, praise God. And then, um, like uh, us as men, we uh, we kind of do like a um, uh, a monthly thing. We get together at a restaurant and we we pray together. Uh, we share our struggles together. Uh, we we met at a bookstore, so maybe the ladies can do something like that. But we like instead of giving up, we kind of like dug our heels in and we like group together. So just want to share that.
1: Thank you. God bless you, Mario. Phil. God
0: bless everybody. I just want to say a couple of things because I know many of you are different stages with your stands, but one of the things I know the Holy Spirit, you know, when God's spirit speaks often, sometimes when he gives us simple instructions, we want to dismiss it off. Okay. I'm just, I'm just sharing that with you because I did for a period of time where I felt like, you know, I was reading Charlene's devotions. I just want to share with you just like many of you and God was saying, write one of the verses down every day, you know, and take it and put it in your heart. And then, you know, put them in a note. So, you know, when you're at a point where you're feeling discouraged, you look at those verses and remind what God shares with you. And that progression started over the last, you know, I'd say several months, you know, where I made it a point where that was my top priority every, you know, every time Mm -hmm. as I did it part of my devotion. And you know what? God has been faithful. And I'll tell you, it started with that. And then the Holy Spirit said, start texting your wife, your wife, certain verses Mm. as I'm leading you. And I start, started doing that. and what happened was, you know, sometimes, you know, your natural mind says, how's this all going to work? What's, how's this going to happen? And, um, it just all culminated this weekend where I went to a service and the person said that God is going to resurrect back from the dead. What had been totally dead. Mm. And the, the following, you know, later that evening, same evening, um, I had a chance to pray with my wife, you know, for restoration. It was, strange but the holy spirit enacted that and then you know what was even more interesting that verse earlier in the morning i think it was this last sunday where it talked about i think it was matthew 18 where it says where two or three gather together that's the power of unity see the enemy wants to destroy the unity of the family he wants to destroy unity we have to understand that and that's why even while you're waiting for god to bring you back together with your spouse you know practice unity practice unity by reaching out to somebody else uh reaching out to somebody else in need. Let me just read something to you. I just feel like, because what was interesting is not only in the sermon that I heard, but in another, you know, because I do listen to more than one sermon, and what was interesting is this scripture came up, so I want to read this to you, and I think it's very appropriate. Let us not grow weary go, while go, doing...
1: Go back, so, Bill, Sorry. Tell the location where you right,
0: Galatians 6, um, and I'm going to read verses 8 through 10, okay? Thank you. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption... But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And the household of faith is all your fellow brothers and sisters here and the people that are broken. And as you're doing that, not only are you uh, blessing them, but you're sowing. Your treasure in heaven remember what scripture says that you know don't lay your treasures on this earth and by you doing that not only are you laying up a storehouse in heaven but you are getting you know you're coming closer to the restoration of your and your spouse's marriage because remember the kingdom of God is in you and as you're sowing everything is connected and God will show you these things the more you speak to God to God and you listen to his spirit and obey See, we try to make it complicated. God is telling me, has told me, keep it simple. And if we can keep it simple and let him work and just obey, he'll show us the next steps and he'll do the rest. Because believe me, in my natural mind, I didn't know how this was going to happen. I knew God has said it's going to happen. But I had to trust him. And you see, he's done the impossible where he's enabled me to pray a prayer with my wife where that was set for a certain appointed time. And, you know, the story still continues. But the point I'm just trying to tell you is this. Just trust God. And obey him and allow him to work. And just continue to thank him because you know what? What you're going through at the end of the day, God does not having you going through this stuff in vain. Amen. He's gonna take this and use it to bless so many people. Amen. And you will be blessed. Amen. Thank you.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. And as we talked, <clears throat> what an honor and what a privilege to pray for your spouse and wife. And what a privilege to get to pray with and on the phone with them. That's even greater. So, well, I'm going to uh, make some changes in our. We've been blessed with testimonies. To God be the glory. And uh, we're going to sing. Uh, Nothing is impossible. I think that fits the testimonies that we've just had with Edna here coming up and sharing her story. Um, I was going to say that song, I was going to say, would you believe we got this song? So we're going to sing Nothing Is Impossible tonight, and then I'm going to do my teaching, and I want to tell you, if you've been here, you've been blessed, because I've already been blessed. So anyway, we're thrilled for everybody that sacrificed and came and got to hear the testimonies. Uh, We're blessed. I don't get calls, and let's arrange this. I pray. Okay, Lord. Lord. I don't know what you're going to do tonight, but you're in charge and your will be done. And that's what we do. And uh, so I'm thrilled to have everybody be blessed tonight by the testimonies of restoration. And the dear gentleman that stood up and uh, said about Rejoice Ministries and he's home. And uh, to God be the glory. You know, we are sort of, we never take a couple uh, for granted to come here and share just a little bit, and the longer they may come and visit us, the more they sooner or later will get up here and share even more, so, you know, we don't write, but uh, we are, we are so thrilled, so thrilled to uh, be able to have these testimonies, and we're so thrilled that you all were here to hear it, now, I know you've all been blessed, so now let's stand up, let's praise the Lord, and say, sing, nothing is impossible, Through you, I can do anything I
2: can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength And nothing is impossible
3: Father, we just thank you. We declare that we believe, Lord. We believe in your word. We believe in your promises to us that are yes and amen. Father, we believe that you watch over your word to perform it. Lord, it does not return to you void. Father, you declare it will prosper and and, and um Manifest, Lord, God, what it what it was set out to do in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you that there's power and agreement, where one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. We give you praise, Father, as we agree this night that you are able; that absolutely nothing is too hard for you, Lord God. Nothing is impossible. You are still in the miracle-working business. You are a miracle-working God, and Father, we thank you for pouring out your glory in our lives in our, our prodigals, in our situations. We thank you, Father, for manifesting who you are, Father God, for bringing those miracles, signs, and wonders, Lord God. I pray for everyone here tonight and everyone listening, Father, that we will keep our eyes set like flint on you. Father, as you've given me this past week, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is set on you. So, Father, help us to stay in agreement with you, with your heart, with your mind, with your will. Father, we love you. We bless you. We are going to stand as oaks of righteousness. We are going to have our roots deeply planted by the rivers of living water, deeply rooted in your love. Father, we declare we will not be moved. We will not be moved, Father. We will walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Father. We exalt you, we magnify you, we glorify you, Father, and we declare that you are good all the time. Amen. God is good all the time. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Diane, thank you so much. Tonight, we've been blessed. And we're going to continue on with the teaching. Lord, break the chains of the ones I know. I had added I know. For the ones that are in bondage. Break the chains. Break the chains, Father. Set them free in the name of Jesus. Set them free. By Galatians 5, it says there is freedom. In Jesus Christ. We have to believe how awesome our God is. And that we have the authority of who we are to stand in the gap and pray with the Lord. With his mighty power. With the power of the Holy Spirit. So we are we're just so want you to understand that sometimes we just get this weariness and this doubt and this unbelief and the attacks and the fiery darts from Satan. And we become blinded and deceived or, or weary and tired and what other words we want to use. And look at the circumstances. And if there's anything, as you know, I have a CD for everything that you guys say, I make a CD. You zip your lips, boy. If I have, a, I'm going to say, Why do you say those things? Zip your lips and stop looking at your circumstances. I'll give you that one too. But what we've got to do is we have to believe the Word of God. My question is if you don't read the Word of God, you can't believe it. And I know that there is going to be one thing that is hard for you to do every day it's going to be read the Word of God. Because there is going to be so many things that you should do or could do or need to do, and the devil will say, watch the warriors instead of read your Bible. Well, my theory is, watch the warriors and then read the Bible afterwards or read it beforehand, but you don't, you don't give up reading the Word of God. You have to be disciplined. You must be disciplined. If you're gonna be a stander, you have to live a Christ-like, disciplined life, and you have to say no to the temptations of the world. And you will be tempted because the enemy doesn't want you to stand firm. But I want you to know that you need to understand that if we aren't strong and if we aren't committed, if we're not if we want in courage and strength and in his mighty power. Then we can break the chains because of who we are in Christ. And I want to jump to 20 things that I'm going to do systematically, follow my notes, because I don't ever do it. (laughs) But the Lord has tried to tell me tonight, we're going to do something different. I'm going to follow my notes, because I spent all afternoon, a whole week working on them. So, anyway, I want to share one powerful proverb. And it is, let's turn to Proverbs chapter four. And I was, I want to read this to you quickly or a few verses of it, skip around, because it's Father's Day, but coming up. But also, if you read Proverbs, and I hope you all do, uh, you can read one a week. I'll, 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 you're supposed to read one a day, but let's just read one a week and and read two verses a day. I don't care how you do it. I feel like I'm spoon-feeding babies to 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 read the word and I don't want to do that. I want you to hunger and thirst for the word of God. So let's read Proverbs 4 because it's my title on my Bible. It says wisdom is supreme. And you know what everything everybody talked about is we need to have wisdom. We need to know what the Lord is telling us. We need to open our spiritual eyes, ears, and heart to know whether he's telling to turn to the right or turn to the left or move or sell or whatever, all these different things. And the Holy Spirit wants you to have wisdom and knowledge and understanding and discernment and insight. Now, if you don't have all of these, then we need to say, well, stop. And let's ask the Lord to fill us up with that. And that's where we're going to go. Um, this was Solomon that wrote this, and he said, Listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. Now, also remember that the Heavenly Father was the one that breathed on Solomon to write this, also. So it's, there's two fathers doing this our Heavenly Father. Pay attention and gain understanding. I'm giving you sound learning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do not forsake my teachings. Well, your teachings is the word of God, okay? When I was a boy in my father's house, still tender and only a child of my mother, he taught me, the father taught me and said, lay hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you love her and she will watch over you wisdom is supreme therefore get wisdom though it cost all you have get understanding esteem her and she will exalt you embrace her and she will honor you she will set a garland of grace on your head and present you with a crown of splendor listen my children I'm just changing the word. Accept what I say, and the years of your life will be many. I guide you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. Well, we don't want to go on any crooked paths or a detour road, do we? I've been on a few. I, and when you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. What promises? What promises? Hold on to instructions. Do not let it go. Noah got instructions how to build an ark. The Lord is giving you instructions how to build and rebuild your marriage with the Lord saying, it is going to be good. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be solid. And you're going to be a lighthouse in your city, in your town, in your neighborhood, in your church. And you are, it's going to be awesome. But hold on to instructions. Do not let them go. Guard it well. It is your life. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil. Whoops. We know somebody that has. How many do you know that have? That's my question. How many of us really know of family members that don't have any idea about knowing the Lord Jesus Christ? How many of us do not know the Lord Jesus Christ before we had this crisis? This crisis has brought many, many husbands and wives to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. So God turned it around to good, Romans 8:28. Avoid it, do not travel on it, and turn from it, and go on your way. Do you see what it says? Avoid it. Do not travel on this way of evil. Turn from it, and go on your way. Dear Stander, I know I'm going to say this again. That's the scripture you need to pray with your spouse's name in it. Okay? I'm not going to put it in something, but when you read these Proverbs, stop. When that hits you like a flashing red light, put your spouse's name in it. Or your name in it. For they cannot sleep till they do evil. They are robbed of slumber till they make someone fall. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. The path of righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining even brighter till the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, pay attention. My children, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For it is the wellspring of life. Put away perversity from your mouth. What are you speaking? Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Make level paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. If you read that for a week, your whole life can be transformed. And you can pray a lot of scriptures with your spouse's name in it. So I wanted that for you because... Uh, there's nothing more that the Lord can give you right now is other than wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment, and insight. That is so valuable because unless we seek his will and way, we're going down a detour road of somebody else's that is a, a, it's a counterfeit. So anyway, the Lord knows all the details about your husband and wife, and you need to grow in the Lord daily and become a soldier of God's army, and we're in a spiritual battle. And if you haven't heard about this tonight, or what you know, Edna said, and everybody else has said, we're in a spiritual battle. It is darkness versus light. It is God versus Satan. Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid the price by shedding his blood, and 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 defeated to defeat Satan, and then. Satan thought he had won, but he had not. Because three days later, Jesus Christ moved. God moved the stone. Jesus Christ arose, and the rest is history. He's alive. He's risen. And we serve a risen Savior. To God be the glory. And that's how come you can stand and fight the fight because your Savior and Lord is alive, and he's done all that he needs to do. There is nothing else that he needs to do. We need to do what he tells us to do, but he's done it all. The question is, are you growing, or are you like a yo-yo? Now, I wish I had a kid that I, I should have bought a yo-yo today, but I was, I'm was i not that creative at the last minute, but... Um, but anyway, imagine a child just doing a yo-yo up and down, up and down, and then they do make circles or whatever they do with all their designs that they can do on the Internet now. But I'm telling you, we don't want to be a yo-yo. Do you think God wants us to be a yo-yo? What do you think? He wants us to stand firm as, as D E said. We're to be oak of righteousness. We are to stand firm and we are to believe what he has spoken to us will come to pass. And we are not to be defeated by the circumstances that we are given even when our spouses come home. It's a season of marriage restoration. How long seasons are, I don't know. That's up to God. You know, we have to be willing to understand that there's a process of everything. But we could delay the process of our spouse coming home if we're not doing all that needs to be done. So I'm asking you, if um, where are you? And do you believe that Jesus Christ came and he cast out demons and he healed the sick? Do you believe what he said? Do you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? And if you've never read all four of those books, Start with John. if you're a new believer, start with John and read all of that book and then go in to Matthew and Mark and and Luke. Luke was a doctor, but he was still healing people. So I want you to know that and that um, in reading the word is important, but praying is important and we have to pray to break the chains of of bondage, and, and we have to pray the word and do like um, so many of us have heard. I wanted to read from, Bob and I loved music. Bob and I loved hymns, and Bob really loved hymns. And so there's a lot of devotional books that are out, and it says, um, and I was looking in the devotional book today for a special song that I didn't see and find, but I did found. am I a soldier of the cross and now you will not probably know these people because this was Bob and I's thing that we used to do so this was Isaac Watts which I'm sure you've heard of because he was born in 1674 and died in 1748 but in 2 Timothy just a few years ago I feel young (laughs) I got a few years to go Okay, 2 Timothy 2, 3 to 4. It says, endure hardship. We don't like that word, do we? "With, With us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. Who might that be? You know, that is God the Father. You know, we need to believe that. The church was founded by Christ and built on the blood of martyrs. And I've heard, and I've I've heard this before, but I've never found it written, so I wanted to get this to us tonight, because we have just seen ISIS this past year kill Christians. And we never thought, and never in my lifetime did I ever expect to see that ever happen. And I know there are a lot of people that go become missionaries that do die and sacrifice their lives, and there's many military men and so many other people. But I want you to know that we've got to go back when we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What do you think of? You don't think about them dead. You think about all what they did and the and the sacrifice they made and all that the the blessings in the walking with Jesus and talking with Jesus and praying with Jesus, except when they fell asleep on the Garden of Gethsemane. And uh, so we, you know, we can understand that we've, we are they're like us. But according to the historical tradition, many of Christ's disciples and followers were persecuted by enemies of their master with the following fates. And you may have heard this, but bear with me. Because I don't think I have ever heard it like this. And I want us to realize that us praying for our spouses is really a, a sacrifice for our time and our, our praying for God's perfect, for restoring and rebuilding marriages. But Matthew, Mark, and all of these people, they sacrificed their life to, to spread the gospel, around the world. Matthew suffered martyrdom by being slain in the city of Ethiopia. Mark died at Alexandria after being dragged through the streets of that city. Luke hanged on an olive tree in the classic land of Greece. John put in boiling water. Put in boiling water after branded at Potmos. Peter crucified at Rome with his head downward. He didn't want to be like, die like Jesus. James the lesser, thrown from a pinnacle of the temple, then beaten to death. Bartholomew, flagged alive. Andrew, bound to a cross where he preached to his persecutors until he died. Jude, shot to death with arrows. Math- Matthias, who was the one that they chose after. Uh, Judas um, they had to choose a new disciple when Judas had betrayed Jesus first stoned and then beheaded uh, Barnabas of the Gentiles stoned to death at Salineca Paul after various tortures and persecutions Paul who wrote two thirds of the New Testament was beheaded at Rome by Emperor uh, Nero I just wanted you to beware that we serve a mighty, awesome God, and these men were mighty men of God, but they died a difficult death. They died a death like their Lord did, and they were willing to, and that's where we have to come. We have to come to the point that we're not dying, but we're sacrificing our life, possibly, for a few months or years to have our marriage restored so our children and all of them will have a generation of breaking the generation curse of divorce passed on to generation upon generation, or alcohol, or drugs, or whatever. Isaac Watts was a writer, of music, and he said, even now, he says, pray for those who are suffering for Christ and the work of the gospel in different areas around the world. How many of us even think of what others are suffering while well, we're over here in America? So he wrote this chorus as, Am I a soldier of the cross, a fowler of the lamb? And shall I fear to own his cause or blush to speak his name? I just had to share that because really, once we get everything in proper perspective, you know, we're blessed to do what we're doing. We're honored to be chosen to pray for others who do not know Jesus Christ, or have gone astray and that they have taken a detour road, lest it be us that do it, and we are praying for them to come back to the Lord Jesus Christ, come back to where they have been, you know, and that is where we want to know that it's it's not easy standing or for any part of being a Christian at certain times but are we a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ? The Lord can break chains of bondages. The key is speaking God's word and praying. If we hit a wall, then we fast. And um, Isaiah 58, I've, I've got so many new people here tonight. And I'm going to repeat this just so that we have it for our listeners and for the new ones. But Isaiah 58, I was a believer. It's like Edna's saying, I, I was a believer, but I don't know what I did. I certainly wasn't a believer like I am now and, and didn't read the word like I do now. But I, I don't know where I missed the word fasting in all those years that I was growing up in, in the church. and So when I started praying for my husband, I started reading all these spiritual warfare books and and praying books, prayer books, and they would talk about fasting. And I would just go, man, I've just never done that. And that is where I can tell you God moves mountains with fasting. I I really believe if you fast one meal or one day, I, I know you can do two or three days, but I don't even ask you to do that. Because I know it's such discipline. And I know you work and you're tired and you're weary and you got kids. But the Lord knows your heart. And I just say, if you do a meal, you know, but in true fasting, read Isaiah 58. If you don't know this whole chapter, read it. There are so many promises in there. But I'm just going to um, do on starting verse 4, Isaiah 58. Your fasting ends in quarreling and in strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I've chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed or for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord. And this is the key verse. I'll give you a hint. Verse 6. is not the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains. There's that word. Of injustice. And untie the cords of the yoke. To set the oppressed free. And break every yoke. And... This is. It goes on and it, it says, then your light will bring, break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear in righteousness. And it just goes on glorious. I don't have that time to take that time to read another whole chapter. But I do want you to know that fasting works. And if you've never done it, I would please ask you to please seek the Lord if you should start a fast. For one meal a week, or something like that, and then go from there, you will see uh, the enemy probably not want you to do it. You know, I guaranteed that one. Uh, but there is power in fasting, and you will see the results of it in many different ways. Just many different ways. Now, I would like to give you ten steps to break strongholds. Um, actually, eight steps. I'm sorry. Um, Eight strong, uh, to break strongholds, which blocks you from living a victorious Christian life. And that's what we want to live. We want to live on top with the Lord and not underneath uh, where the enemy keeps telling us how bad everything is. Um, As I said before, there is freedom in uh, Galatians 5.1. There is freedom in Jesus Christ. We have to believe it. We have to know it, and we may have to study it to find out how all their ways there are. But you've heard about 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, and that's spiritual warfare's main playing field is our mind. And I would dare say this, uh, your husband or wife know that because as Bob says in his books and devotionals, that your spouse or you, uh, if you were one of the prodigals that turned into a standard, you know what you were thinking. You know what the devil was tempting you. You know you were already thinking ahead of time. The enemy was already playing the devil's tricks on attacking your spouse or you. And and you did not take captive those thoughts or say, Satan, get away from me, flee right now. In the name of Jesus, I demand you leave me now. And and say that, and turn on praise music. You need to worship the Lord. You need to take captive our thoughts. And if you guys are in pornography, you women are in pornography, or any other type of chat room or anything that you're on at five hours, three hours a day, you need to examine your heart and mind and see if you're giving that much time to the Lord. Right? Or about Facebook? You know, we can say all in the name of Jesus, but we need to take captive our time and say, Lord, help me to do a Bible study, or help me uh, read the Bible in a year, or whatever. We can read a book. Well, that's a strange thing. I know that went over well. But, you know, even uh, War Room has two books that came out after that. But I am a book reader. I will tell you that. Um, Lori's a book reader, and we, we have more books, and we buy more books than we read. I can tell you that, too. But read a book, you know, or read it on Tyndall. Uh, Kindle, Tyndall, Kindle. <laughs> t- Tyndall came out of my mouth. I'm going... K-I-N-D-L-E. Oh, well. Anyway, I corrected myself. Uh, But you can have it on all of these little iPads. The point is, read a book. Read a Christian book. I I would like to clarify. Would you like to read a Christian book? (laughs) You will learn a lot if you do. Uh, And that is where you get such wisdom. There are so many men books that they you could read and grow up to be a mighty man of God and, and have men, uh, John Bevere and oh, there's so many. Dr. Dobson has written books and and recommends books and all of the people do. we even can read books on finances and how to get out of debt and live on a shoestring. That all fits us, you know, especially when uh, your your spouse isn't home. I'm saying to you, let's This is summer. It's a great time to do it. Get your kids to read books, and you read. Challenge your kids not just to play with your phone or your iPad, but challenge them to study this summer, to to read books, to to grow into mighty men and women of God, and you will be blessed. And I know my daughter-in-law could teach you a whole lot about that as a teacher and tell you how much it will help your children. If they learn to read and that they will grow, they will when they excel and they know how to read well and comprehension, it's going to help you. Maybe you don't like to read. You will learn to like to read when it's a subject you like to read. And it will entice you to read it. So anyway, the number one is take captive your thoughts and your mind and clothe it in the armor of God. And I've talked about the armor of God, so I'm not going to do that tonight. But put on the armor of God first. You must put on the armor of God, the hedge of protection, the wall of fire. Um, Because we're going in to break strongholds. And if we're going to go in to break strongholds and and have our spouses set free, please remember that you're going to need to be protected from the enemy. Uh, Number two, the Bible reminds that the battle's not ours. It's not flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, 10 to 13, and it says that the battle's not flesh and blood, but people-based. It is a person. It's spiritual. against. It is not your spouse. It is against. It is not your spouse. It is not your spouse. It's not your mother-in-law. It's not your father-in-law. It's not a family member. It's not a friend. It is not us. We are not the people. It's not your enemy. It is the ruler's the authorities against the spirituals of forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. You need to know your opponent. If you know football, you know baseball, you know soccer, you know basketball, may I say, learn about spiritual warfare or learn about praying. Read a book on praying or spiritual warfare because you will learn more. In each book, you will learn more. Uh, Jesus, number three, So you got to know your opponent, and this is what War Room is about. Know your opponent, his strategies, his tactics, and be empowered through the Holy Spirit. Know who you are in Christ. And then Ephesians, that is in Ephesians. Jesus said, number three, that all power and authority is his. So you're in Christ. Now, I've done a teaching about in Christ. I've done devotionals about in Christ, quotes, Because when you're in Christ, you are living a victorious Christian life. And we've got to grow to become that and and grow that way. So we want you to walk in victory and be on the winning side. Believe you are on the winning side is because of what we just clapped our hands about is Jesus Christ arose. We are on the winning side. God doesn't need to do anything else. He needs us to join his army and follow his instructions. So we need to walk in victory, know who we are and that we're victorious, praise, and to thank the Lord for the victory he's going to do. Have you thought about thanking the Lord already before you've got your prayer answered? Thank him now. Thank him now. It says with thanksgiving in um, Philippians. With thanksgiving, praise the Lord, thank him. So let's do that. Number four, live a faith-filled life. How is your faith tank? I always talk about your faith, faith tank. Are you need gas? Are you on, on the quarter, or are you halfway, or are you filled up to overflowing, overflowing like Abraham? He knew his marriage was as good as dead, and there was no way a child was going to be coming. But God. I want you to put a but God behind your marriage. Put but God on behind your marriage that God is going to do something. And you don't know if they're going to come home tomorrow or the next day. Because that's what happened to Bob. So you've got to believe the words you read in your Bible. Well, if you're not reading the Bible too often, you're not going to believe. You're not going to have your faith tank built Filled up to overflowing. So it all works together. So it's, revel- it's revelation and transformation when you read the word. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm getting sort of uh, repetitious, but it's, there's, each one's got a different... Number five, what are you speaking every day to your friends, family, and, and co-workers? Or what have you been speaking to your friends that come here at, on the phone... All in the name of prayer. We don't want to gossip. We don't want to complain. And we should not criticize or, or condemn our spouses. We need to pray for their eyes and heart to be touched and changed. If you're going to condemn them and criticize them and say, you know what they didn't do? They didn't pay this. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. You might as well hang up the phone and quit and don't even start praying. Because your heart's not right. You're angry. You're bitter. And and that's not all in the name of Jesus. You're going to be able to pray. So I really want you to think about when you call somebody up and you're a prayer partner, do not give the list of the laundry that you have in your heart and mind. Say, let's pray for a miracle for the hearts of both of our spouses to be touched and transformed. We've got to zip our lips because what we speak, we speak life. Or we speak death. And what are our words and our thoughts speaking? Are we thinking all this negative when we go lay down at bed and and, and have a laundry list of all what happened today? Oh, my goodness gracious, I can't believe what I went through today. Or can we praise the Lord and thank the Lord that he's going to turn this all around to good and God can get the glory and honor and praise him and go to sleep praising him instead of all woe is me. You see the difference? See, the enemy is coming around and giving us all this negativity and trying to be as sly as a fox. But you know what? He's killing us because he's, we're, we're not filled up with faith and hope and trust. Trust who? Trust the Lord? You should look what I've got going on in my life. No, that's not what we're not supposed to say. And so what we speak is out of the abundance, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So how's your heart doing? Are you going to break some bad habits of what you're thinking about and what you're speaking? I challenge you. Ask the Lord, do you need to do surgery on your tongue or your mouth or you're talking to people? Do you know what he did today? And you go into work and you have a saga of telling everybody what happened. What about if you don't say anything and you just are are silent about your spouse? And because if he came in and walked in that day and knocked on the window and gave you a dozen roses and said, "Let's go out to lunch," and all of a sudden he says, "I'm going to come home," what would all those people in the office think you're doing? Crazy. She's going back to him? You know? We're really, we're destroying God's uh, name of, in Jesus. We are really not doing what we should be doing as a believer and as a Christian. We gotta, we've got to get our, le- we've got to be more Christ-like, if I may say. Um, so let's think about that. Are you thinking, let's think that God's resurrection power, which is in Ephesians 1, can change and transform his life or her life at any moment that God wants to do it. So are you ready? Is your closet ready? Is your heart ready to receive them and love them unconditionally and not being saying, what did you do here, there, and what about this, and what about that? Whoa, don't do that. Um, so what we got to do is read, um, believe, believe in the Lord. Read the book of Ephesians. That's number six. In read Ephesians. That is, I just read it last week. There's so many powerful nuggets of gold in Ephesians. Each chapter, Paul has two or three prayers in that, and four and five and six huge. It tells all about having us live Christ like. It's awesome. And then about the the armor of God. So may I challenge you if you've not read it this year or if you want to read it again this year, I would strongly suggest you read Ephesians this week or next week on and it's all about if you read about it, it's all about praying and what Paul is doing. And let me read a few verses. Because there's so many blessings in Ephesians. Let me read a few verses of God's example of blessing our lives. So that how when you read it, you can turn it into a prayer. But um, Ephesians 1, 2 and 3. Grace and peace to you, every standard. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms. Verse 6 and 7 I jump to. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Imagine God's grace. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his God's grace. Verse 8, that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Those two words that we talked about. Now, the devil doesn't want you to put on the armor of God every day. I'll put it on once a week. You know, that'll be enough. But he really needs you to put it on every day if you're going to pray and expect to break the chains of bondage. First, we've got to start on us, and then we've got to pray these all for your husband and wife, that you'll break the chains of bondage. But we can be in bondage, too, by, by having bad habits. In verse 7, number 7, speak God's word over your life and over negative spiritual influences. Get rid of all your negative thoughts. Get rid of your jealousy, your envy, your anger, your bitterness, your revenge. I, I jumped and added that in earlier, but that's what I do when I do. You need to reject them. You need to put them in confess it as sin, And ask God to change you. And to say, I choose to get rid of my anger, my bitterness, my hatred. Because that's not what Jesus would say. That's not what Jesus would do. So we need to be more like him. So we need to say, help me to have the mind of Christ and live like him. Ephesians will help you a lot in that. And number eight, be strong in the Lord. Believe in God's mighty power. Believe. Be strong in the the Lord. The Lord will fight your battle. You need to be still. You need to be be still with him. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know what? Bob and I are vessels that God used, but he deserves all the glory, all the praise, all the victory for anything that he has done in marriage restoration. Bring you in. Have you listened for, be here, read Charlene Cares for 16 years and I never met you here? It doesn't matter. It matters that the marriages and hearts and lives and children's hearts and lives and your spouse's heart and lives are going to be touched, transformed, and you're going to be lighthouses in the ministry and in the serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about you and me. It's about our Lord Jesus Christ, how he uses us through anything. Ministry of singing, ministry of youth, get off of us and pour me it is about our Lord, that our spouse could go to hell, and our children could go to hell, our, our mothers and fathers, our brothers, our sisters, and all the people we have our neighbors to that we may not even know. I'm saying we got to get serious about understanding the reason that God's choosing us to be a lighthouse for the future, and it's not about me, me, me. It's about us praying our whole family gets on fire for the Lord. And then we can serve the Lord in whatever capacity that he has a plan, a purpose, a a desire, a will for you. That's what it says in, in Ephesians. So I just pray you will get focused not about, I know you want your marriage restored. I wanted my marriage restored. But I want you to get focused. It's all about the Lord and how he will use you in the future. And how you will be blessed and blessings to other people. And that you can share that my husband came home and my my husband was an alcoholic or he was a drug addict. He was in pornography. Or I was in this and I was in that. And you know what? You can share your testimony and you can touch how many other people's lives. And it's multiplication. God is in multiplication. He's not in to just keep it all for us. No, it is multiplication. So I want you to close with, do you believe and know Jesus Christ has absolute authority and absolute power at his disposal and you are able to do the same thing? And I'm, I'm going to um, turn to Matthew 28 and I'm not going to read all of it because I'm running out of time because I have something special going on that I want to do. Matthew 28. What? Six and seven. Seven was speak God's word in your life over negative spiritual influences. Get rid of all your negative thoughts, feeling of jealousy, anger, envy. And six was read the book of Ephesians. You're welcome. That's a type A personality just like me. I want, to, I want to do that. I want to do that with the pastor. Could you t- flip back? Oh, you missed the word that you... <laughs> I know. I, oh, I don't, don't apologize if I can do that sometimes. But the great, Matthew 28, let me close with this. The Great Commission, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. In, but some doubted, but some doubted but some doubted. it. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I want you to believe you can break the chains a bondage for yourself and your husband and your children. If you pray, you read the word, and you put God first in your life and make time for him. He's a jealous God, and there's so many ways we can grow in the Lord, but we need to put him first. First in the morning, first, and then last at bedtime. I, I, I would suggest you make time. If it's five minutes, five minutes, or ten minutes, ten minutes, but put him in the beginning of your day, you need them, and at the end of the day you need to thank him, that you're alive, that your family's all right. Texas, we need to pray for them because there's a lot of tragedy there, and only by the grace of God it's not here. That's why I want you to think. be thankful and believe in the power of God. Now, let me pray. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimonies we've had. We have just been filled up to overflowing tonight. I thank you for this room of people that have sacrificed their night to get here and to come. But Lord, I pray you have filled them up to overflowing by you going up and down these rows and you speaking to them, you touching their heart, their eyes, opening their eyes opening their ears to hear and to believe in your mighty power to resurrect and restore and rebuild their marriages on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Nothing, nothing is too hard. It doesn't doesn't matter their circumstances. It matters what God can do, and he is able to do anything. For with God, nothing is impossible. Blessed is she or he who believes that what the Lord has said to them will be accomplished at god's appointed time and we have to believe and i pray that this month this will be a summer month that we can um, take a book and, and go out to the beach or go wherever we want and read and study the word and read a christian book and grow in the lord and make us to be older and stronger each and every day and may we be examples for our children And may we be examples for our family member. And may we love our family who don't love our spouse right now. And don't explain all the junk about them, but just love them. In Jesus' name, I just pray blessings upon this entire group. Blessings on the listeners. And may the Holy Spirit meet your most urgent need. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.
3: Divorce strikes families around the world often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.